Good morning. Welcome to Heart and Soul Center of Light. My name is Ron Marshall, and I am a licensed practitioner at Heart and Soul, and I'm honored to be facilitating our meditation experience this morning. This morning, we're taking the opportunity to immerse ourselves in stillness so that we may connect with the knower within, so that it may be our guide during this time of change. So wherever you are, I invite you to make yourself comfortable so that you may be open to divine guidance. It might help to uncross your arms and legs, clear your lap of any objects, and allow the chair and floor to support your back and feet. Also know that right where you are, God is, and therefore it is safe and sacred space. So if you're willing, I invite you to gently allow your eyes to close and take this opportunity to relax and let go of all that has happened up until this moment. Now join me in taking a deep, conscious breath. Let's breathe in and release with a sigh. And just give thanks for the breath as you gently allow it to return to its natural rhythm. And as we enter the stillness, I offer this affirmation as our guide. I have been that I have been. I am that I am. And I will be what I will be simultaneously.
I have been that I have been. I am that I am. And I will be what I will be simultaneously. I now invite you to return your awareness to the space that you are in. To do so, you might focus on your feet and notice and feel the support of the floor beneath. You might gently rub your palms together and begin to expand your awareness and feel the space around you. And when you are ready, I invite you to gently allow your eyes to open. This completes our meditation experience. And so it is. Thank you for creating the safe and sacred container of love for our service this morning. We have a wonderful opportunity during these times to spend more time being still and renewing our connection with the one. And I invite you to do so whenever and wherever possible. It has been a pleasure and an honor to facilitate this morning's meditation. Thank you. Good morning, Heart and Soul Center of Lights, and welcome to our virtual Sunday service. Today is Sunday, October 18th. My name is Sonia Russell. I'm a licensed practitioner and proud founding member here at Heart and Soul, and it is my great pleasure to welcome you this morning and let you know how you can be more fully engaged at Heart and Soul, beginning with our 2020 theme, Adventures in Faith. And of course, we are expecting a miracle today family now just as much as ever we are taking our daily walk through a year of miracles by mary ann williamson today is day 292 the affirmation is all my talents are of use to god amen family i want to make sure that you know that there are is an opportunity at the end of service for you to give in community, but we invite you into giving at any time by visiting our website and by texting to give. You can also receive updates and information directly in your email box by signing up for our recap. You can also do that by visiting our website. And I invite you to stay connected in all the ways there are to stay connected, family, Facebook, YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our channel, Instagram, Twitter, and the various podcasts. And family, we invite you to make sure that you are steeped in our community affirmation. Thank you for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. Our practitioners are still doing our Year of Miracles review because it is still good and it is still transforming our lives. And we are grateful to be of service uh, for this. And in this time, this book study time, we wanna make sure that you're just going deep into the power and potential of miracles. 
Mondays at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time is when we are meeting. V visit our website um, to sign up and get regular reminders about participating. Imagining Justice is underway on Wednesday nights with Valerie Joy and David. And this Wednesday, Rise Together right now, we are doing the pre-party for the Urban Mindfulness Summit. I will be there along with Valerie and David on Wednesday and we are excited, looking forward to really getting into the excitement about what is going to be happening at the Urban Mindfulness Summit this weekend. I wanna make sure that on Thursday, you are supporting Tammy Hall Live via Facebook. She is there at six o'clock p.m. Pacific time. Make sure that you are tipping generously on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific time on Facebook, YouTube, and via podcasts. Reverend Andriette's vlog, Point of Power Happens. Uh, we wanna make sure that you are liking it, sharing it, and ensuring that it, you take the five minutes to transform your life. And on Saturday the 24th, we are very excited about the Urban Mindfulness Summit Rise Together right now. This is our second annual Imagining Justice event. And we are excited that we're going to be in the presence of Barbara Lee and Keith Carson, Alameda County Supervisor, Lynette McElhaney of Oakland City Councilperson, Bishop Yvette, Yvette Flunder. It's going to be moderated by artist and activist Dana King. We're excited about them talking about what our role is to make sure that we are really supporting the world that works for everyone and how we can be civically engaged and how we can really make a difference moving forward. Um, and that afternoon at one o'clock, we have a live concert with the fabulous Ricky Byers. And then on Sunday, following our Sunday celebration service, we're getting into some everyday spiritual and mental health mindfulness practices with Heart and Soul's Health and Wellbeing Circle. We're talking about nutrition, movement, and meditation. Family, this is an amazingly curated time for us to be together in mindfulness. We have a sliding scale from $20 so that people, it can be accessible to all. And if you have the means to pay more than $20 for a ticket, we invite you to do so um, and encourage you to do so, in fact. Um, but we want to make sure that you visit our website, heartsoulcenter.org slash urban mindfulness for details and to register today. Following service, group prayer is available by about 10 minutes at the conclusion of service, as well as on Wednesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific time. We always invite you into prayer family because prayer changes everything. And so I invite us to take a moment to find our breath. Our vision is who we endeavor to be on the planet. And so we make sure that we allow ourselves to be steeped in it together. And so together, family, we are a loving and compassionate world-class teaching and empowerment ministry. Through a consciousness of universal God presence, we release all resistance, separation, and fear. We claim our personal liberation and accept the eternal availability of joy, love, and abundance. Through our intention to be love and spread joy, we engender reflections of the same and more in others. Our ministry is a gift to the world, which expands through our practice and dedication. We welcome all people, and together we make a quantifiable positive difference on the planet. And so it is. Oh. 
So family, I invite you to simply be present to this moment, putting down all that it took to get here, giving no concern to everything that must happen after this time, but simply allowing ourselves to be here now. Touching and agreeing and remembering to remember that God is all that there is. God is all there ever has been. God is all there ever will be. God is this perfect moment right here, right now. Without exception, regardless of appearances, God is always unfolding in perfect order. Omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, omnibenevolent, the infinite is working in, through, and as each and every one of us. And so it is from this place of knowing that I am one with the one, that each and every one of us is one with the one, that I, Sonia, speak this word on behalf of my beloved heart and soul family, remembering to remember that love created us and love will save us. Love is the order of business today and every day. Love is what allows our hearts and minds to be open, to be compassionate, to be kind, to remember that everyone is moving through the world doing the best that they can regardless of our appearance, regardless of our opinion, regardless of what we see before us, the goodness of God is always unfolding. I know this, I trust this, I live my life by this. And so I know that today and every day, Heart and Soul continues to be that world-class teaching and empowerment ministry that reminds us that love is the answer and that we are unapologetic, we are confident, we are courageous in our application of this knowing. And so I give thanks for Heart and Soul and all of those who serve this ministry for our endeavor to be a beacon of love and empowerment on the planet. I give thanks for our beloved practitioners, our board, our beloved Reverend Andriette for saying yes. I am grateful, family, this day and every day for the good sense to be grateful. And so I simply release this word into the law knowing that it is done, accepting and expecting it as so now and forever. And so it is. I 
To love kindness, kindness. I believe in kindness, kindness. Oh, I believe in kindness, kindness. Yeah, I believe in kindness, 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 kindness. Thank you. Good morning, heart and soul. That was Etika Luckett and Lisa Ferraro. So we're just, I'm just taking all of that in because I'm still missing my sister Etika. But I want to just highlight the lyrics because I'm feeling that for today and tomorrow and the day after that and for the next few days, I want to remind you that we believe in kindness. And that part of the lyrics is, so I believe in kindness. I believe in the simple things. I believe in the preciousness of all beings. I believe in tomorrow, despite the troubles we face, because I believe in the human race. You better write, Etika Luckett. Yes. Oh, I believe in tomorrow. I believe in the human race. That's something that we can wrap our hearts around, wrap our minds around, hold deep and dear, and live out of and into. I'm calling y'all out this morning, and I'm not even speaking this morning. 
because it has gotten so good to me. You know, before, before we were sheltered in place for all the right reasons. I'm not taking any issue with that. Not my favorite thing at all. And yet I know that we are doing what we're doing, wearing our mask, keeping our distance and sheltering in place in ways that keep ourselves, we keep ourselves safe, and equally as important, we're keeping others safe. Everyone, we don't all have the same immune system and we're not all in the same consciousness around our health. And so making these moves make a dif makes a difference. And so the point I wanted to make is that while we're sheltered in place, our dear brother, Dr. Will Coleman, has not been to the Bay Area. And so I'm missing him. And he did a part one for us and a part two, and now he's bringing it home for us in a part three. Because I know that from Sunday to Sunday, that there is a different configuration of the folks who gather for a heart and soul virtual service. That's true in the building as well. A lot of y'all are just conscientious and you are there. When the lights go on, you are there for heart and soul and I wanna say thank you. And others join as you have the time and the spirit to do so and I wanna say thank you to you. I say all that to explain why I'm gonna go through his bio one more time. I feel, number one, that it's important that we know who he is and all the time and effort and money he has invested in expanding his consciousness and knowledge base so that he can share with us. So I want you to know that. And I know that everybody who's gathered this morning does not necessarily know him like many of us do. So I want to just give honor and praise to Reverend Dr. Will Coleman who is our brother, our friend. He's a theologian and a teacher of biblical spirituality, Kabbalah and Ephah. He was born and grew up in Memphis, Tennessee. In fact, I happen to know that that's where he is right now with family. After completing his Bachelor of Arts degree in religion at Rhodes College in Memphis, he received his Master's in Divinity with a focus in theology from Columbia Theological Seminary. I claim him as a native because he lived in Berkeley while he attended the Graduate Theological Union. And, well, I always say this to him, he does not even take exception to it, that I believe that it was in breathing the rarefied air of Berkeley where I grew up, for one, and where he received his doctorate of philosophy degree with distinction. See that distinction part? Is because he was with us in the vibration in which we live, move, and have our very being that added something to all he already had. So I know he just appreciates that that's my way of pulling him close. That's my way of including him in our family and simply acknowledging our absolute love and inclusion for Reverend Dr. Will Coleman. So I leave you now to part three of his talk, of his message to us, the third and uh, what's going to be the final part for now anyhow for October. Um, so sit close and listen up. Reverend Dr. Will Coleman.
Hello again, heart and soul. It's so good to be here with you again. And I pray that Reverend Andrea Earl is getting some rest. I know she's a busy person. We all know this, but I hope she's getting some rest right now as I'm here again to share with you some more reflections and thoughts on this divine feminine power. I'd like to begin with the conclusion to the 23rd Psalm by Brother Bobby McFerrin. Glory be to our mother and daughter and to the Holy of Holies, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Previously, I've talked about how this psalm reconfigures an understanding of the divine feminine power. I've also talked about Proverbs 8 and wisdom, the divine feminine co-creatrix, who's not alone, but who also has a cabal of other feminine divine powers along with her as attributes of connection with divine feminine intelligence. And today, I want you to think with me about the greatest person in the world. The greatest person in the world for the past several months, I have been, again, searching over and over in the Monday night classes for the divine feminine. And that person we're accustomed to saying is Yeshua, who the world came to know as Jesus. But I want us to think about someone else. Mary. His mother, the person who gave birth to him, this North African child woman who received and accepted a call, responded and fulfilled it. Here's the backstory that we don't often hear that Mary as she's introduced in both Matthew and Luke, has no lineage. The genealogy that's given in Matthew and the one that's given in Luke, both of them go back to Joseph, the adopted father of Yeshua, or foster father. But there's no story about Mary, no story about her parents only that she's related to Elizabeth, her cousin. We don't know who she really is or where she comes from, except that she is a North African, young, teenage woman, maybe 14 at most, according to the best scholarship, and that she shows up pregnant. And that she possibly, because she's already engaged to Joseph, could be stoned to death until an angel intervenes and shows him another way. Unlike Zachariah in Luke, who is reluctant to accept the message that has come to him about he and Elizabeth being able to have a child who will be John in their old age, this young woman this young woman child accepts the message 
but she's still on her own until she flees to go and stay with her cousin Elizabeth. Imagine what it must have been like for her to be isolated in that way and yet to believe and receive this message that had come to her. Mary takes in her own body the divine consciousness and the divine power and nurtures and sustains it until he is born from her. And this is why in Catholic tradition, she's called Theotokos, which means the God-bearer. However one understands theology later, it's in her body that her African body that the living one chooses to begin a new reality in a client state of the Roman Empire with the hopes of bringing about a change. And Mary gives birth to him. And soon afterwards, it seems, maybe after age 12 or so, Joseph, this brother who's a carpenter, disappears. Perhaps he worked himself to death because he's older than her when they're married. But he's not on the scene. By the time Yeshua begins his ministry at age 30 or so, he's gone. And instead we have Mary, maybe in her 40s or 50s, with Yeshua as her eldest son and with other children his brothers and sisters, that she as a single mom is responsible for, and also for whom Yeshua as the eldest son will be responsible. She's there. When he performs, according to John, his very first sign of changing water into wine, and we like to give him credit for that, but if we read it carefully, we see that he does it because she initiates it there at the wedding feast. She comes to him and says, we're out of wine. He says, well, woman, what does that have to do with me? It's not my time yet. And like the mom she is, she doesn't even address or respond to that. She tells the servants, Whatever he tells you to do, you do that. Because she knows that she, in her own way, has prepared him to do what she's instructing him, them, to do. She's the one who instigates that transformation, that sign, that miracle. And she's the one who follows along with him from there and throughout his ministry. One back piece of that is, sometimes we wonder if Yeshua went to India and received the divine wisdom, if he went back to Egypt and received it. And I just want to submit to you that wherever else he might have gone, he got his following teachers and training from his mother. His mother 
will no doubt be incarnated. The things that I've talked about previously. The power of the Holy Spirit. The attributes of wisdom and all of her kinship. Mary is the one who on a day-to-day -day basis had to instill into his, as a fetus, his body, his soul, and his spirit, the wisdom and power and knowledge and the know-how that he later manifested. There's so many scenes where she's present. It seems in the background, but actually, she is a sustaining power and presence. Even at the cross, while her son is being assassinated, and I like to use that word, assassinated as a capital criminal, not as an innocent man among two thieves, as we sometimes said, but as the one they wanted, as the one who was the threat to his words, his deeds, and his actions, the one who's tried, the one who's crucified. And while he's there on the cross, allegedly saying the seven last words, not in that way. Mom is there. All the women are there. Most of the men are gone with the exception of John or Peter or Anne or Peter. But the women in Mary are there at the cross. And the women have also been the patrons or patronesses for Yeshua and his disciples throughout their ministry. Don't forget that, the women. And I don't mean making Kool-Aid and sandwiches, but sustaining them and ensuring that the ministry, as it was being understood, could go forward. And the women are the ones who come to the tomb early in the morning before the sun rises and perhaps before the soldiers appear to dress the body of Yeshua. But here again, we have an analogy between wisdom, Mary, and her cohort, the other women, including another Mary. They, she, are there, after the resurrection of Yeshua. And then the writer Luke of the Acts of the Apostle tells us that when Yeshua is about to be ascended into another dimension, and he's teaching his disciples, and they want to know, will the kingdom of Israel be restored? And he tells them, I don't know, it's not your business, that's right. But if you will go to Jerusalem, you receive power from the divine feminine Holy Spirit. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the utmost parts of the world. And he leaves. And they go to Jerusalem to the upper room. The author makes a point of letting us know that the Queen Mother, Mary, is there among the 120. Throughout the whole span, certainly of his inception, 
but also of feeding and taking care of this boy until he becomes a man and showing him, directing him, guiding him, supporting him, sustaining him in the work he believed he was called to do and being there while he was assassinated and after his resurrection. And now here as the godmother, queen mother for the birthing of a movement that will become the ecclesia. She's there. And this is why the church calls her the queen of heaven and the mother of God. Well, she's the mother of God. She's also a goddess elevated to that level. And there's a prototype for it because in the ancient world at that time, you had the models of Isis and of Inyana and of Astaroth. These were all very powerful and extraordinary women goddesses, divine intelligences. Mary displays this attribute even though we don't know her pedigree of who she really is. We get to know, in a way, if we look closely, who she is through whom she has produced, Yeshua. His teachings, his ideas, his work, and his ministry. This is an amazing story for recovery and for veneration and for respect. And this is why I have searched so hard and will continue to do so for that divine feminine power resurrected there and in us. The secret I think is very simple in its own way. She received the message She internalized the message. And she brought forth the manifestation of it and continued to work and sustain that which came into being. She is a model for taking an idea and having a vision even in the midst of uncertain circumstances and persisting and staying with it to what seems to be the end and beyond the end to a new reality. She's like the Holy Spirit and another way of speaking that Yeshua spoke of in chapter three, as I said previously, when Nicodemus came to him at night in the womb of the night, Yeshua says to Nicodemus, as he is revealed this within himself, unless a person is born from above in consciousness, that person cannot see the new possibility, cannot see the new reality in the midst of an existing status quo regime. 
And he goes on to punctuate and accentuate that by saying, unless a person can be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the new reality. Paralleling Genesis and the creative powers, bringing forth out of the waters of chaos, order, out of the waters of oppression, a new reality. Mary and the Holy Spirit then represent the power of rebirthing and the power of activation. So again, brother, McFerrin says, glory be to our mother, the queen of heaven, the archetype, and our daughter, and our daughters, our mothers, our sisters, our significant others, and to the holy of holies, that is the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be world without end. But the world without end is a response to the call within that the greatest person in history exemplified, Yeshua's mother, this African woman child who discovered how through her willingness to be a co-creatrix of a new reality. And as Reverend Andrea Earl keeps calling us again and again and again to see beyond the present situation, we take this wisdom. We allow ourselves to be transmuted through it. And we move forward together in our personal, interpersonal, social, political, economic, and ecological transformations. This is a wonderful, call in an amazing time to recover the veneration and the wisdom of the divine feminine incarnated within us and among us and through us. Ave Maria, gratia plena. The angel says, greetings, Mary which can mean beloved and or rebellious by her nature and by her determination. The living one is with you. Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Yeshua. Santa Maria, Holy Mary, Mother of God, and therefore also an African goddess. Pray for us now 
and at the time of our transformation. And so I offer to us in this moment, in this place, and in this space, a prayer and a praise. For all that has been said about the divine, feminine, macrocosmic, and microcosmic, and make the petition that for such a time as this, we will be reawakened to listen, to see, to heed, and to be guided by her who walked with us through the valley to the mountain, from the present into the future. And so it is. I am woman, hear me roar in numbers too big to ignore. And I know too much to go back and pretend. Cause I've
Good morning, family. Gracious giving really is an active demonstration of the divine principle, forever giving of itself to create harmony, peace, and a world that works for everyone. So right now, we invite you to support us by engaging the principle of giving where heart and soul center of light is concerned. And there are multiple ways in which you can graciously give. You can send a check to our new secure mailing address at Heart and Soul Center of Light, 5627 Telegraph Avenue, number 405, Oakland, California, 94609. You can also give online by going to our webpage at heartsoulcenter.org slash give. And there you'll find the option to you know, give on a one-time basis, a one-time gift, or you can set up recurring gift giving where your gift will automatically be given to heart and soul at the interval that you choose and the amount that you choose. Last but not least, you can text the word GIVE to 510-558-49 and give your amount right there. However you choose to give is absolutely right and perfect. It is also important that we maintain the proper consciousness around giving our gift uh, as a blessing. And so wherever you may be in the world, I invite you to take your gift in hand and maybe place it on your heart or otherwise place your hand over your heart as we say our gift, our blessing together. I bless this gift as healing energy and send it into the divine flow of all good. Infinite prosperity circulates through me, through my church and throughout the world because I know God as source, and so it is. Thank you, Revelo. Family, I wanna remind you about our Year of Miracles happening tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Pacific time with our practitioners. Make sure that you sign up and come and spend some time in deep diving, deep diving into the power of miracles. Our Imagining Justice is having our Rise Together Urban Mindfulness Summit pre-party, y'all. Come be with us as we talk about the excitement of what's next as a part of the Urban Mindfulness Summit, we begin at 6.30, p.m. with meditation. On Thursday, Tammy Hall is live via Facebook Live. Make sure that we are supporting our sister. She is a virtuoso on the piano. It is an absolute pleasure to watch and be in her presence, so make sure that we spend some time with Tammy Hall and to tip generously. On Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific time on Facebook, YouTube, and via podcast, you can catch Reverend Andriette's vlog, Our Point of Power, a pop to absolutely transform your consciousness in about six minutes. Make sure that you are liking, sharing, and telling your friends about it. The Urban Mindfulness Summit is happening this weekend. We are super excited to have Representative Barbara Lee and Keith Carson, Alameda County Supervisor and Councilperson Lynette Malcolhaney and Bishop Yvette Flinter from City of Refuge, all moderated by the fabulous artist and activist Dana King. And we are, are excited to have that coming together as a panel as we talk about what we realize, what we're doing and what's next. Um, in an age of multiple pandemics going on. Um, at one o'clock in the afternoon, there'll be a live concert with the fabulous um, New Thought artist, Ricky Byers. 
and we will spend time in conversation and in music with her. And then Sunday, following our regular Sunday celebration service, we have everyday spiritual and mental health mindfulness practices with Heart and Soul's Health and Wellbeing Circle. We'll be talking about nutrition, movement, and meditation. And we are excited to offer the Urban Mindfulness Summit on a sliding scale from $20. So we're inviting you so that we can ensure that there is, it's accessible um, for everyone who wants to be with us. And we're inviting you, if you have the means, um, to spend more on a ticket. HeartSoulCenter.org slash Urban Mindfulness is where you can find out more information. I want to remind you that Marcus Books is in the midst of their 60th anniversary, and we want to make sure that we're supporting them. Visit GoFundMe um, to find out more information and make sure that we continue to support um, Kingston 11 Cuisine for the delicious Jamaican food. Kingston11Eats.com is where you can find out more information there. The Pulse meets on Sundays at 1130 Pacific time. Make sure you send an email to the Pulse at HeartSoulCenter.org. Um, so that you can have your team be engaged. And our Youth and Family Village is engaged in some asynchronous learning, um, focusing on mindfulness and movement. You can watch those videos at heartsoulcenter.org slash watchyfv. Remind you that following service today by about 10 minutes, we offer group prayer. We also offer it on Wednesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific time. And it is my pleasure to welcome back Reverend Andriette. Thank you, Sonia. Thank you, Revelo. Just big shout out to Dr. Will, who took us through a teaching. Yes, y'all. And a shout out to Revelo, Reverend Angelo Allen, who added visuals and imagery that really brought it home. So they were working in tandem on that. So I'm grateful to both of my brothers for pulling this off and setting it up for us. Also, just a quick shout out and a note of appreciation for those of you, first of all, in the Bay Area, in the greater Bay Area, for those who are right down the street and around the corner, thank you for showing up. I know you don't have to, but I want to give a special shout out to those folks who are, who are at a distance and might not connect with us otherwise. So shout out and thank you to Maui. Las Vegas, Nevada, Aurora, Colorado, Jaco, Costa Rica, San Jose, Costa Rica, and Lansing, Michigan. Just giving thanks. Thank you. And I know some of y'all because you've told me who are far and wide, who are there, who don't even put it in the chat so that we can know. But I see you and I want you to know I know you're there and I appreciate that you're there. Loving you and giving thanks for that. I want to, to just kind of circle up in closing to remind you that, or to simply acknowledge that although I know that to a person we are called to Zoom meetings and Zoom conferences and Zoom workshops and some of which are mandatory for us as a part of our work, some of which we are choosing to do, I want to just remind you that I honor and I know that this, I'm adding some more of this to it. Here's what's different about this though. For heart and soul, we are absolutely committed to the transformation of your life according to your intention and vision. And so everything that we are offering, what Sonia took you through, and I just want to quickly highlight, is for that purpose, 
for the transformation of your life in alignment with your vision for your life. So you know we are reading, our daily read for this year is A Year of Miracles by Marianne Williamson. So on Monday, every Monday, the practitioners are um, hosting, facilitating a review so that a group of you, whoever is willing, can come together and just expand in consciousness according to your belief, your vision, your intent for your life. So don't miss that. Just sign up, get in there on the Monday night at 6.30. Then on Wednesday, of course, um, Imagining Justice is there. It's their prelude. It's their prelude, their little preview gathering for the weekend. This is the weekend for urban mindfulness. Can I just tell you that if it was not of value, if we didn't know this would be beneficial, we wouldn't be doing it. We could all use a break and a kickback. But I just have to say for this right now time, we're going to have to kick back a little later because we got work to do, y'all. And the work we have to do, we want the support of our U.S. representative who is running, who is up for re-election right now. The Honorable Barbara Lee will be a part of this, as will the Honorable Keith Carson and the Honorable Lynette McElhaney and also our dear sister Bishop Yvette Flunder. Is, so th these are the voices and the brilliance the intuition, the clarity, those minds of service that we're bringing together to share with you about, you know, 2020 and 2020, what we've realized, what we're doing, and what's next. You don't want to miss this. You want to be a part of this. And then because we knew we were pulling out all the stops and getting the brilliant minds engaged and the voices in the room, we asked Dana King if she wouldn't facilitate it, if she wouldn't moderate this experience. And so it's all good. If that, that's a plenty right there. After that, you'll have time to take a nap and then come back and be with the, be with the amazing Ricky Byers. And then on Sunday, we're going to give you some, some mindfulness practices because we know we need them. If we could just skirt through without having the brilliant minds and the facilitated dialogues, we'd all be just kicked back, allowing stuff, y'all know what I mean, stuff to just happen. But instead, we are honing our power, knowing that we have work to do and that we're in this love together. So I wanted to make sure you knew that also November 1st. The first Sunday in November, we are celebrating our 11th anniversary. We have, we have all kind of good stuff to share because it's an, ah, uh, don't even, I'm, I'm trying to stop me from saying anything more about that. I just have to, so what we're, uh, 11th anniversary, our celebration begins first Sunday in November. Be there or be square. We're working some stuff out in November. Also, it's fall back. You know, we spring forward and we fall back. So we'll be turning back our clocks. Um, we're going to, Dr. Will is going to pray us out. But after that, Whitney Houston with I'm Every Woman. Reverend Dr. Will Coleman. 
Stay with us while he prays us out. And then feel the groove with us for I'm Every Woman, a heart and soul favorite. Dr. Will? Now I invite you where you are to sit with your feet, shoulders apart, your hands on your lap, palms up. Bring your attention to your breathing. Take a full deep breath. As you inhale, bring in the life force into your body. As you exhale, release and let go of all expended energy and all negativity that might be present. Let us imagine ourselves in the presence of the living room and the divine, feminine, creative, mothering, Sustaining power. And so in this moment, we give thanks for who we are and where we are. We give thanks for the renewal of our spirits, our souls, our bodies, as we feel the interconnectivity of who we are individually and equally important of who we are collectively. We want this power and this presence to permeate us in all that we do. And we wanted to include not only our personal renewal, but the renewal and transformation of all that is around us and of everyone we come in contact with as we are inspired and infused by the divine creative power within us. Let our thoughts, our words, and our deeds be an incarnation and inspiration that we're on a journey and that through persistence and perseverance, we will continue to renew, to see, and to manifest the best of who we are, the best of who we can be, the very best of who we will be. And we will not give up because we hold this space not only for ourselves, but for those who are yet to come to make this world 
a better place than we found it. And so it also would be a better place when we cross over. In the name of the mother, father, the daughters, the sons, the holy of holies, and the divine spirit. Amen. 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 I say, I say, I say, oh, and we make it so.